We're still going to have some interesting conversations and maybe you would like to engage in what's trending on social media. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock is the time and you can call us on 011-830-702-31702 and tweet us at at Radio702 using the hashtag early breakfast. Now, do you know everything there is to know about your partner's spending habits? It is an absolute necessity to have the chat about where you both stand financially in order to take the best steps for your future together, to identify where your financial priorities match or don't match, and to plan for future financial wellness. On the line to chat to us about having that financial talk with your partner is Garnett Jensen, who is the Senior Director at TransUnion. A very good morning to you, Garnett. Good morning, Rene Bokhile. Good to be on the show. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Now, you know, before uh, uh, we invited you on, we already had people on social media commenting to say the only time to be open with your partner about finances is when you move in together or when you get married. Um, What are your thoughts on those comments? So I think 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 it's different for everybody, but as soon as there's some kind of a joint financial commitment that needs to occur in the relationship. Mm. That's the point uh, in which um, you need to start talking about this, preferably earlier on. Um, if you're going to commit to a long-term relationship, you know, it's, it's about knowing and understanding all kinds of aspects of your partner, including their finances. So, you know, de- definitely when you're getting engaged, getting married, uh, not later, but, but preferably earlier. Yeah, because in in my mind, would you not want to make decisions about your relationship also on on how your partner handles their finances, not necessarily how much they earn? Correct, correct. And, you know, there's there's some interesting, you know, kind of research into this. And and then TransUnion, obviously TransUnion, we're a credit bureau and and um, we we look at um, credit profiles of of people and um, uh, and I think uh, a, a strong shared financial foundation is an important pillar for any successful re- relationship. Mm, and mm. credit in turn plays a significant role in most people's finances. Mm. Um, and, and a person's, uh, what, like I said, what we do is, is we create credit reports and scores for people. And these tend to be good proxies for a person's financial status. So knowing your partner's credit report and score, obviously through voluntary disclosure, is a great way to assess uh, their financial status, understand what your joint obligations will be going forward, if there's any uh, issues that you need to address, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and and um, uh, w- look, we did a, a survey in the U.S. around what, um, what were the trends in terms of um, couples knowing each other's financial status, knowing about their credit scores and mm. credit reports. And, um, and we found that less than 38% um, knew each other's credit ratings. And if I had to kind of extrapolate that locally, since we've got a, a, a low level of financial re- literacy uh, my estimation is that that would be much lower here in South Africa. And wh- where do you think that culture comes from? Do you think it's still part of that uh, uh, um, notion that men should be paying for everything and now it becomes a little bit awkward where there's a possibility that your partner, who happens to be the woman in the relationship, is earning a bit more? Or are we just living beyond our means? And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a gender thing. So um, you, you know, we we do some surveying around people who are coming to us for their credit reports and scores, and, and it's 
very balanced, if not more leaning towards um, women um, uh, who, who tend to be a bit more proactive around knowing and understanding their finances. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's a, there's a gender gap. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say gender plays a role in it. Then would we say that, um, you know, based on the stats that you may have internally at TransUnion, are we still, um, as, as, a, as a country, living beyond our means, particularly the middle class? So TransUnion, what's interesting is TransUnion issues a consumer uh, credit index every quarter. Mm. And we score the country's kind of uh, credit uh, state of health. And um, it's a score from zero to 100. Now, if the score is over 50, it means it's an improving state of health. So households generally have more more money. They're they're managing their credit better. They're paying off their loans, et cetera, et cetera. If it's under 50, it means it's deteriorating. And the last couple of quarters have been in the upper 40s, so between kind of 46 to 49, but they still have been negative. So, so generally, South Africans are kind of sliding down that slippery slope, although we have seen some improvements in the last two quarters. Okay, so what advice then do you give to um, the couple who is listening and is thinking, okay, I, I hear what uh, Garnet is saying and I'm on the same page with him, but I don't know where to start. And something like credit scores might sound a bit extreme. So do we start firstly with, hey, what are we earning and what are our expenses? So, so I think, look, I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think you're correct, Redebuchi, they're saying, you know, you meet somebody and, and, and they say, can I see your credit score? I think, I think that is a bit extreme. <laughs> First date questions, <laughs> what's your credit score? <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, should you go into Google, you'll find there's a lot of articles where, where I mean, people are saying, I'll only date somebody with a credit score of X or Y. But, but I think, you know, that's, that, that's certainly not the norm. Um, look, up front, as early on in the relationship, financial issues do need to be discussed and financial status, uh, specifically around debts and what debt obligations you have should be discussed. But, um, going back to the, the beginning of the interview, we, we discussed when should we kind of start this. And certainly when um, formal financial commitments, uh, joint commitments come into play, um, people should start talking about uh, their credit reports and scores and perhaps getting their partner to give them access to that so that they can understand uh, what the financial status of their partner is. Are there any benefits to having a so-called joint account? Um, or um, and, and obviously, I'm not sure if this applies when you now need to start looking at, hey, we're getting married in community of property, which means everything's going in one bowl. But that whole idea yeah. of, of putting all our finances in one bowl and then having the expenses come out of that, uh, is that a good idea? Or should couples still, uh, individuals in relationships, maintain some kind of independence? So I think it's up to the couple's um, style in their relationship and the personalities. I think uh, on principle, there should be joint financial planning and joint insight into each other's finances. Um, So whether that is achieved with a joint account or two separate accounts where um, both have kind of insight in terms of of what is happening in either uh, both will work it just it depends on the styles but there must be 
oversight from both sides mm. um, into each other's finances. Now, of course, the problem comes that uh, people use love to con people to get their money. So is it possible <laughs> to disclose too soon what is happening with your finances, with things like identity theft and credit cards being open in, in, in other people's um, names? I mean, what, what happens in that particular case? So identity theft um, <laughs> is a tough question, but um, identity theft, uh, the, the stats in South Africa are quite difficult to come by, but um, just kind of if you take a dipstick, I think it is quite prevalent in the country. So, so yes, you do need to be uh, fairly careful in terms of um, uh, what you disclose to people. But obviously, if you're in a long-term committed relationship, um, that that financial discussion needs to happen and some level of disclosure needs to happen. Some cons um, are committed. <laughs> <laughs> they really will stick it out for the long haul. <laughs> Look, um, so, so yes, that, there, is a, there is a chance they could get access to your accounts, but, but disclosing, disclosing things like um, how much debt you have, do you have any judgments or defaults, mm. At a high level, is not is not going to give them access unless you give the uh, unless you give the the exact details of the account. You give them access to your identity documents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I didn't um, even so, think about the default one that you're bringing up and um, how how that would affect the other partner should they get married. So, uh, so, so that's that's um, quite an interesting question. So. Uh, where it will impact things is if you're applying for a joint loan, um, what the credit provider might do is they might take the lower credit score uh, and they will take into account the, the default on, on one of the partner's um, profiles. And, and then that might lower, that might A, prevent them from getting access to credit or B, impact the terms of credit. So they might have to get higher interest rates or put down a bigger deposit, etc. So that's why it's really important to kind of understand what each other's status is mm. and how you approach credit buying decisions. Mm, mm, mm. I think um, that uh, you, you've, you've spelt it out quite clearly. And we obviously, the, the ones like debt and, and judgments are very important because they can affect a partner where now you need yes. to start doing things uh, that require a joint income type of application. So... Uh, yes. The tip to the ladies is don't ask him to buy you a car until you know he can afford it. That's my tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to the men, don't act like you have more money than you actually do. <laughs> so, so, so really, Bukhili, that is one of the biggest mistakes couples make. So when we're in a, re- a relationship, we're not always rational. Uh, and we, we make sometimes emotional credit buying decisions, mm. you know, from buying, buying vehicles and homes. So we kind of... We buy the, 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 the biggest or we stretch ourselves to, to get that vehicle that we think our partner would be impressed with. Or, yes. Um, we take our personal loans to finance rings, uh, weddings and holidays. Um, and this obviously needs to be guarded against, um, especially opening multiple lines of credit and especially in, this, in the case of unsecured credit. Yes. When credit providers see multiple lines of credit, and like I said, especially unsecured credit, that kind of rings alarm bells um, uh, for them. So this must be guarded against uh, by couples. All right, that is fantastic. Garnett Jensen, Senior Director at TransUnion, thank you so much for your time this morning on the Early Breakfast Show.